Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into the NFL as the undefeated Eagles have finally lost uh, lost last night on Monday Night Football to the Commanders. 11-point underdogs, the Commanders were. So going into Philadelphia, getting it done, getting back to 500. Got to feel good for Heineke and the boys. Uh, tough loss for Hurts, but I think the Eagles are going to be just fine. Um, but the Eagles have finally been dethroned. College basketball is officially back. A lot of gross games last week. A lot of gross games this week. But they're getting better. Uh, non-conference schedule started, um, which will lead us into our turkey tournaments, eventually leading into conference play. So college basketball officially back. Lots to talk about there. And, of course, we have our Fickner Cup Fantasy League of Champions Week 10 recap Week 11, power rankings, and predictions. Lots to, get, lots to get to today. Let's get after it. So I want to talk some NFL. Biggest story of the weekend came Monday night with the Eagles losing. It was a weird game. Commanders have been playing good ball. Heineke has been balling. Running game has been good with Robinson. What's good, Robinson? And Gibson. Ron Rivera... Mark, making his mark as a you know a top coach in the NFL. I mean, leading this Commanders team to a five and five record, beating the best team in the league. It's tough when you see it, you know, like in your head, right? There's no way that the Commanders win this game. But then you think, why was the spread so big? You know, for a Commanders team that just barely lost to the Vikings last week, who beat the Bills this week, so the Vikings are good. The Commanders are a good team. They're getting uh, Chase Young back. This is a dangerous team. Name change in the Commanders. Got rid of the owner. Uh, things seem to be going the right way for the Commanders. Eagles, you know, you think about it and you're like, wow, I can't believe this was the first game that they lost was to a Washington Commanders team, a 4-5 and five Commanders team. Such a trap game, though. Eagles still looked like they were going to like win the game, too, last night. Awful play at the end. Heineke was just taking a knee because he was going to get sacked, and the Eagles guy wrecked him anyway. Unsportsmanlike penalty, ended the game. Eagles would have gotten the ball back with about a minute 40, down five. Instead, punt for the Commanders with like five seconds left. Eagles turn it over. Touchdown, Commanders. Game over. And we were already game before that, though. Well, ultimately, it's just, you know, football is one of those sports, man. You just can't take anything for granted. Because look at that. The Eagles could lose two or three games all season. First round of the playoffs, get a team like the Commanders, right? No pressure. Play and lose. That's the whole thing about 
sports is you think about, is it really, at the end of the day, the best thing to, to win a million games and barely lose? So, I, you see it all the time, you know, with good college basketball teams, right? Teams like Kentucky uh, or even a, a New England Patriots team who went, who's trying to complete the perfect season and lose to the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. Right, so great season for the Patriots, but failed season because they lost what mattered most. Played a team in the New York Giants, playing with house money. There's something about playing with nothing to lose that just always gives you a chance. Which what's what makes sports the best thing in the world, right? Because no one's ever truly out of it. Yes, for the most part, big favorites are gonna win, but when it matters most, all bets are off. All fucking bets are off. I feel like the NCAA tournament. For basketball, proves that case the most with all those crazy teams winning year in, year out. Uh, nothing ever really changes. Yeah, some years there's more upsets than others, but they're always going to be upsets. Always going to usually be the team that wins it that you did not expect. It's just, there's so, how do you not let in sports the pressure get to you? Um, I don't know if the Eagles felt the pressure. I feel like maybe they were just due for a loss. And they give credit to the commanders. They look good. Their defense was good. They battled. Uh, the Eagles didn't look bad either. They put a pretty solid game, made some crucial turnovers. Um, that Goddard fumble really fucked them. Uh, that there was a missed face mask call by the ref, which ended with Goddard fumbling the ball, also injuring his shoulder, so he's gonna miss some time. That could be a big loss to the Eagles. Uh, you know, a top tight end in the league. So bad sequence there. But that you know what you can't. Yes, I guess, you know, Eagles fans are definitely going to blame that play. It was a bad missed call. Frankly, yeah, I, there, there was a ref right there. I don't know how he missed it. But the Commanders won that game. You know, they, they made plays down the stretch in Philadelphia. Vicious crowd. I mean, an undefeated Eagles crowd go, going in there. Uh, ultimately, Heineke's going to be, you know, he, he, each win he gets, he buys a pair of Jordans. In that team's color. So he's definitely getting a pair of green Jordans. Uh, great storyline there. Um, Vikings-Bills on Sunday. Probably the probably the game of the year. Uh, Bills uh, getting a fourth and goal stop on the Vikings when the Vikings were on the one-yard line. Um, but fumbling, all the Bills had to do was get out of that one-yard spot, so dive forward. Allen fumbles the ball, fumbles the snap. Vikings get Vikings recover in the end zone. Bills then go down, kick a game-tying field goal to go to overtime. Um, Vikings strike first with a field goal. Bills drive down the field, throw a pick in the end zone. Vikings get a huge win on the road. Vikings continue to impress. Um, the only loss of the season is to the Eagles. Uh, who are now a one-loss team as well. So two one-loss teams there. V- Vikings continue to win these these close games. Being the Commanders last week looks like a great win for them on the road who just beat the Eagles. So Captain Kirk has his boys in order. I don't know. You know, I still don't trust them. Like, you know, the, you know the, okay, cool, they have a great season. They win their division. Uh, it's not a very good division, by the way. Packers... Lions and Bears. Um, Packers still in it. Uh, Bears and Lions not. Vikings still, to me, you know, matching up against teams like the Bills again in the playoffs, even though they beat them in that great game. 
Chiefs in this. I mean, so those those are teams in the AFC, uh, so who they play in the Super Bowl. Um, but even versus like a Cowboys team, I don't know if the Vikings could. But you know what? The Cowboys always choke too in the postseason, so the Vikings could definitely beat them. Uh, I guess the Vikings. Uh, you know, I like the Niners. Uh, I think they would take down the Vikings uh, in the NFC. I, 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 yeah, I, th- I think the Niners with McCaffrey might be the team to beat in the NFC. Um, people are saying Cowboys, but how can you say Cowboys when they never do shit? They always fuck shit up. Uh, especially last year versus the Niners. Oh, God. That was nasty. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to be there. Tom Brady and the boys, even with a ugly, ugly team. Um, he's still going to be there. Um, so I, I guess that now that I kind of throw around the NFC teams, Vikings definitely do have a chance to make some sort of noise. Uh, definitely. I, I take back what I said. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, I was talking about the Bills and the Chiefs, but they're in the AFC, so they don't have to put them to the Super Bowl. So the Vikings go to the Super Bowl. Who cares if you lose that? Captain Kirk? Oh, my. But Captain Kirk in primetime is so bad. Super Bowl, Kirk? Oh, man. I don't know, for, for those of you that, uh, that watch football, you probably saw Captain Kirk on the plane ride home the last couple weekends, shirt off, everyone putting their chains on Kirk. Um, pretty amazing stuff in that Vikings locker room. They're, they're hot right now. They're, they're horned up for some... They're horned up for some haters that are, you know, saying the same thing, how they don't trust them down the stretch. Um... I like, you know, maybe a Niners-Vikings NFC championship. Ooh, that's nasty. Uh, but I like that. Jefferson and Debo. Uh, McCaffrey, Dalvin. Vikings D, San Fran D. Okay. Ultimately, this is, you know, this is a home stretch right here. Uh, you know, you got a little more than about, you know, you got about five, six weeks here. To make your, you know, make your run at the thing. Who's going to make it? Who's not? Time will tell in the next couple weeks. Before we get into some college hoops here, I want to give an apology to the Miami Dolphins. I was just talking about the Vikings uh, and who they have to get by. The, The Dolphins, okay, are definitely a team, Finn up, um, that has a chance with the teams that I just mentioned to make a run. Uh, at a Super Bowl. Uh, Tua has his boys in order, coming back from his concussion. Tyreek, Waddle. Uh, defense might be a little bit of a concern, but they've been able to figure it out. Uh, dominated the Browns last week, who a lot of people thought the Browns were going to win that game. So, shout out Dolphins. My apologies. You're right there to make a run. Uh, so, forever, whoever's listening and was offended by that, it's my fault. For college hoops... It's that time of year. Boys are back. Zags playing boat games against Michigan State. Armed Forces Classic last Friday. Sneaking out with a one-point dub against the Spartans. It was not looking good against Izzo in the, in the game. Not an easy game. You know, Zags had one game under their belt You know, versus a crap team. Not easy playing an Izzo team. You know, essentially your first game of the season. Especially playing outside on a... On a boat, um, you know, a huge, you know, army base uh, game, you know, huge crowd, crazy game, you know, lights on, 
at night. I mean, cool atmosphere. It feels good that we won. Uh, came down to the last shot, Michigan State, uh, for a three for the win. Not able to get it. So, you know, Zags, Timmy's back. <laughs> you know, here we are again. You know, have a really hard non-conference schedule. Got to play uh, use, uh, Baylor. Got to play Kentucky. You know, they got, they got some boys they got to battle this non-conference. So it's going to you know, they needed that win against the Spartans. Uh, hopefully it looks, hopefully it will look good down the stretch. Um, you know, Kentucky and uh, Spartans actually playing tonight uh, in that Champions Classic along with Duke and Kansas. You know, they always do that that first week, the Blue Bloods. It's hard for me to, you know, there's, college basketball is so great because, you know, they give you out these preseason rankings. And there's already teams dropping like flies. It just has that feeling that this year, you know, we say it every season, but might have the year for a crazy tournament at the end. A lot of upsets. I mean, that first day of basketball, there was like six top 30 teams going down to bad teams. Or, you know, supposedly bad, maybe good. You know, this is where you get, you know, this non-conference schedule is actually where you get a, a great look at, you know, sneaky mid-major teams that might make a run later in the year. Um, but a lot of teams get no love in college basketball. It's crazy how much love some teams get compared to some. So I feel like the best way to, you know, neutralize the field and, like, you're like, who's good, who's bad, take it week by week. Don't listen to what, you know, the critics have to say, like the ESPN people. Yeah, I mean, they're doing their job. You know, they have data uh, for the for, – for most of their, you know, analysis. But a lot of it's just, you have to go into it and just think, who who do I think is going to win? Straight up, no no stats, no analysis. And you have to just, you know, realize that, you know, especially with betting being such a big thing nowadays, you know, there's going to be, you know, I feel like with, with how much betting there is, it, it easily actually persuades you to take the wrong play. Because you're just looking like, oh, well, this team is nine-point favorites. How can they lose? Like, they're minus 350. And then they lose. Right? So it's very easy to get caught up in that. You have to do your own research. You know, watch, do your work, watch the games. It's, it's one of those sports that are just so great because you, you can sit down on a Tuesday night. You know, five slates of games. Gross games right now. But you're down for it. My roommate Coughlin has just been a fiend these days. He's just betting all these like games where he knows nothing about it, and he's cashing. He's honestly doing it the right way. He's looking at these slates, and he's just making gross picks, like first half, plus eight, whoever. It doesn't matter. Um, so a lot of value um, in taking teams that are decent, that are, favor- or that are, that are underdogs by a lot, because... Back basketball, you're always going to be in it. Uh, I mean, until you're not. You know, I let you know. I take both. I take favorites. I take underdogs. Uh, depends on the situation. For me, it's more like when I think this underdog is going to win, I think to myself, "Well, I should probably just take the favorite because if I think the underdog is going to win, probably a lot of other people are going to think you know think the underdog is going to win too. Vice versa, if I think like a good favorite is going to win, I should probably take the underdog, which just means I'm probably on the wrong side." Um, that's just the way college basketball is. You know, your first, a lot of times, on you know, your first instinct, yeah, 
I usually always go off it because I, you know, the, the worst thing you want to do is, you know, have a first instinct and then take the opposite because if that loses, you're like, wow, I really suck. You know, I can't live like that. But a lot of times it's, it, it is true. Like, I'm like, oh, this, this team plus four. Oh, this, that's too many points. Well, that's probably not. It's probably right around exactly what, you know, where it's supposed to be. So, do your own thing, college basketball. Don't look at the analysis, especially right now. There's no data out there right now. Teams are just trying to get, you know, it's almost like exhibition games with these non-conference games. You know, I feel like it takes about a good, you know, three weeks for college basketball to start getting juicy with Thanksgiving tournaments, a lot better matchups uh, with teams, a lot closer games, a lot more meaningful games. Someone's coming down the nets this year, uh, and I hope it's the Zags. I'm, I'm going to take them to win it all again, per usual, unless they just have a shitty season. Um, but I can't tell you who I think is. North Carolina, they look good. They got their, their boys back, Baycott and the crew. Baylor looks good. It's all the good. I mean, you know who sucks, though? Nova. Nova is bad right now. Of course, they have plenty of time to figure it out. Um, but that's why basketball is great. You're never out of it until you're out of it. My flick of the week this week, I'm taking it to an HBO classic, a new classic, Barbarian. It's a horror movie. Uh, shout out Bill Riddle, uh, my pops, for finding this for me. I thought I'd like it, uh, and that I did. Uh, just came out on HBO. Uh, Justin Long, you know, Live Free, Die Hard, Jeepers Creepers, he's in it. Plays a big role. A couple good actors in that movie. Barbarian, you know, I don't want to give too much away, um, but essentially uh, a woman who is in the, you know, the ghetto of New York, or New York, of Detroit, uh, has an Uber. She's a job interview, so she gets this, uh, or not an Uber, but an Airbnb. Turns out someone else is already there, uh, you know, who also booked it, a man. Um, So that's how the the movie opens. So there's kind of like, what's going on here? Uh, And then, of course, there's, there's a supernatural factor in the Barbarian. There's something in the house. There's something in the basement. Uh, and, that, and that's as much as I'm going to say. Um, it's good. It's, you know, it's like dark throughout the whole movie, so you know, you're into it. Um, but get a bag of popcorn. Watch Barbarian. It's scary. Good plot. Good, good screenplay. Good character development. Um, 92% Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so get the girlfriend. Get the boys. Whoever it is. Watch Barbarian. It's a good movie. Um, it's scary. It's fucking scary. My bet of the week. I got two bets tonight. Uh, my first bet is a tail, a Josh Marinian tail, uh, CDI Sports. Uh, you follow him on Twitter, college dropout. He has a two team money line parlay, NBA. He's got Utah Jazz who I think are minus 200 right now. I got my minus 175. Parlayed with the Portland Trailblazers, minus 300, uh, plus 109 parlay. Uh, I like both these spots here. Uh, Jazz are, are taking on the Knicks. Uh, Jazz lost two in a row. They've been good this year. They're at home. Uh, Knicks are just, you know, they're 6-7. and seven. Haven't been too good this year, uh, especially on the road. I don't like that. Uh, and then the, the, the Spurs have been really bad lately. Uh, just getting blown out by the Warriors. Uh, I really like... Uh, the, the, the Blazers taking care of business at home. They've been really good at home this season. 
Um, so the Blazers and the Jazz Moneyline Parlay um, both start at 8 and 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, so that's my first play, Tail. My other play uh, is, is my own pick this time. College basketball, uh, SLU, minus 3 against Memphis. Uh, don't know too much about this. I just know SLU, an experienced team. Uh, I think Memphis has some experience as well. Um, but SLU, always good at home. Pretty meaningful game here. Uh, they, they really need it you know, for a good non-conference win, uh, especially with their conference. So I think SLU at home, they're going to come to play. Um, they always seem to be you know, good at home. You know, and I was thinking, you know, at first I saw Memphis at plus three. I'm like, you know what? I think SLU at home gets it done. SLU minus three, minus 110. Oh, that's the current spread. Uh, you could also go money line minus 150, but I don't love the value there. Um, so I'm taking the minus three. Um, so I got SLU minus three uh, s- separately. Um, and then Meridian, Tail, Jazz money line, Blazers money line, plus 109. What can go wrong? Ride the boys. It's now time for my favorite segment on the Riddle Me That podcast, the Fickner Cup League of Champions. You know, someone asked me the other week, did you actually see, uh, I think it was the tents, did you actually see Chris Kloss at, at Abercrombie? No, I didn't. Uh, I literally got him from Neighbors, uh, the movie, Zach Efron. <laughs> We needed to play the, the Abercrombie guy when he was when he dropped out of school. Uh, Kloss definitely not dropping out of school. Definitely making those dollars. Uh, you know, but it, if I can make a Chris Kloss narrative, uh, I'm fucking down for that. The Koopas and Vince Gaudio office feedback was incredible. Um, so I'm just gonna you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna start making these narratives and and we're gonna ride. Uh, we're definitely going to ride. Definitely have to get Ranky involved, though. How do we get Ranky involved? Uh, do we give him his own office? Does he have to share an office? Is that the conflict? Right? I don't think Ranky would like sharing an office, uh, to be frank. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? Ranky, Koopas, and Vince Gaudio sharing an office? Though that's, that's a TV. That's a reality TV show. Um, so in my spare time when I'm not doing uh, Fickner Cup podcasts, uh, I'm going to be creating my, my screenplay for uh, Office Boys. Uh, Taw Boys. Office Taw Boys. Um, even though Kubis isn't a Taw, he, he pretty much is a Taw. Um, Chris Kloss definitely uh, going to have a big role in that, in that feature. Uh, maybe get Brent Gasbridge involved uh, if he's not too busy shooting threes. Uh, I know he has a strict schedule with that. Um, Clayton would love to get involved. Uh, he's not getting involved. Uh, Clayton Lyons going to have to take a seat. Uh, but, Fickner Cup Week 10 results, I mean, we're going to go right into it. Uh, Ethan Holman, uh, the Tatas, taking on the Flaccid Bums. Uh, and it was a battle. It was one the Bums would have loved to have. Uh, he... he he had circled on his schedule all season. I, I thought the bums were going to take it. Uh, being four and five would have gotten him to five and five. Um, would have been fourth or third, actually. Would have been the three seed. Um, or the four seed, I should say. Four seed. Um, wasn't able to get it done. Jalen Hurts um, with the rushing touchdown to start the game last night. 
uh, and a passing touchdown t- to Goddard, um, essentially winning it for the Tatas. Miles Sanders not getting involved for the Bums. Um, it was an unfortunate game plan from the Eagles, not involving Sanders. I don't know where that came from. Uh, Might have been from the Commanders. Um, but that being said, the Tatas moving to 7-3. and three. The Bums moving to 4-6. and six. Um, But that's not really the storyline here. Um, Cooper Cup and Goddard both with significant injuries. Cooper Cup on the IR. Um, probably done for the season, it looks like. Or, you know, pretty much. Goddard, a significant injury, a shoulder injury, says is going to miss some significant time. So that's two more guys with Brees Hall for the Tatas, which makes every, you know, which makes last week's win even more important for them, moving him to 7-3, and three, giving him a two-game lead, almost a three-game lead um, with the amount of points he's scored um, with the rest of the teams being 5-5 five and five in the hunt. Tatas, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know you feel bad, uh, but being in the same room with Coughlin and Ethan on Sunday, um, you can't help but remember the line from the Tatas to Coughlin, um, hoping for players to get injured on Coughlin's team, uh, and then not yet than ten minutes later, Cooper Cup going down with an injury to Hallman. I mean, that is as classic as it gets in this household on Sundays. You, you can't say anything. You really can't. Um, we have developed a new phrase, I'm dead. Uh, that's the big cat, I'm dead. You know, there's a video of big cat watching his bets, um, screaming I'm dead at the screen, and then ultimately winning the bet. Holman loves saying I'm dead. He probably said it three times. Uh, Coughlin is now, you know, or the bums, I should say, uh, has... You know, made it clear Holman cannot say I'm dead again. Uh, or I think Holman will be dead. Um, but a 113.9 to 111 victory for Holman. Uh, ultimately moving him to a firm second spot in the uh, in the league with Coughlin. Right there at 4-6 and six in the seventh spot. Huge matchup last, next week um, for Bums. Needs to get a dub. He knows it. Um, he, he's going to have the boys ready to play. Minneapolis Mike Caputo's taking on the Legals. Uh, big, big game for the Caputo's. Uh, coming in on a three-game losing streak. Uh, getting it done against the Legals. 128-107. to 107. Um, Both teams moving to 5-5. Five and five. Legals now dropping two straight. Um, as I said, they win two, lose two, win two, lose two. That's the story of the Legals. Uh, so expect a big... Game out of them next week. Uh, not a bad week for the Legals. Um, not enough production uh, out of DJ Moore and Everett. Um, suck up, not doing his dance, missed field goal. Um, but it it was the play of the Caputos. Mike Davis, Saquon, Godwin, and Komet. Komet, 21 points for uh, Komet. Two tutties. Um, huge, great pickup uh, by Nato uh, with Andrews being on by. Um, Komet also getting hurt. And then that game, so good thing Andrews, I think, is coming back for him. Uh, McLaurin on the bench with a 16. Mozart with a 16. Bench looking sexy. Devontae Smith with a touchdown on his birthday. Tony with 17. Taking my boy Tony. I should, RMT should not have dropped Tony. What are we thinking? 
Um, so some great depth going in uh, to week 11 for the Caputos at 5-5, five and five, but right where they want to be. Um, getting that win, getting off that losing spell, um, huge win for the Caputos, um, getting hot at the right time like they know how to do, playing at meaningful games. The beginning of the season doesn't matter. It wins when they count. Needed a win last week. Expect both both these teams to be solid contenders this year um, in the Fig Cup playoffs. Um, two teams you don't want to face um, with the season on the line. Um, so both teams need to get some more dubs to secure a spot um, with teams lurking in the shadows, um, like the Bums uh, and the Hog Crankers. But ultimately right there uh, in, in this year's uh, Fig Run. The Tents taking on the Commissioner. Uh, big rivalry here. Um, $50 on this matchup. So $50 upon the matchup. It was agreed upon. Um, we have witnesses. Um, and it was the Tents just taking it to the Commissioner. 132-71. to 71. Um, Tents coming off a devastating loss to RMT last week. Comes back in a big way. Putting up 130 um, which I believe is the highest yep, highest points scored this week, 132.48, um, with Nato coming in right below him at 128. Uh, huge week out of his RBs, McCaffrey, Jacobs, uh, combining for 34. CeeDee Lamb, really the storyline here, 150 yards, 11 receptions, two tutties, 32 points for CeeDee. Uh, huge win uh, for Lamb uh, and the Tents. Uh, moving the commissioner to five and five, tents to five and five. Uh, tents are back. Uh, responded in a huge way. Got a dub when necessary. Um, tents are right back in it. Um, being five and five, commissioner. You know, won his last couple was due for a loss. Um, we'll see if he can respond next week. Uh, rough week out of his running backs. Herbert and Swift only combining for twelve. AJ Brown one reception, seven yards. Ertz as well, getting hurt. Not a good week for the commissioner. Going to have to find a way to hold on to his uh, five seed. Big Sam taking out about that action. Uh, and this is a sad one. Big Sam um, taking out about that action. Almost, you know, giving about that action slim chances now at being three and seven to make the playoffs. About uh, that action needed it with everything he had. He couldn't get it. He even did the name change, about that action. You know, notice how I didn't even say name change. I'm so used to saying about that action. Um, he, he must have listened to the pod last week because, you know, RMT was all over about that action name change. Wasn't able to get it done. Um, pretty much at this point, yes, needs to win out to have a chance. Same with Big Sam, though. So Big Sam, not out of it yet. Uh, if you placed your Big Sam tickets to make the playoffs, you're still alive. Uh, he's now 3-7. He's not eliminated yet. You know, he also needs to win out. Um, so Big Sam and Lebo, not dead yet. That's why this league's great, but... Really close, really close at three and seven. Um, Trevor Lawrence for Big Sam and, J- and Jonathan Taylor, Foreman, all doing their dances, uh, combining for sixty out of his one thirty, um, and then Tyreek Hill in the flex. Um, Tua and Dalvin doing their dance for about that action, um, combining for forty five. Um, but you know, Kelsey seventeen. Ultimately, Big Sam uh, coming up with plays we need to keep his season alive. Uh, both teams moving to three and seven. Uh, and the last matchup here, um, the grossest matchup of all time, uh, Riddle's Revenge Tour taking on the Kansas, the newly acquired Kansas City Hog Crankers. 
Uh, and it was the RMT Riddles Revenge Tour getting a 64-62 to win over the Crankers. Um, no excuses here. Um, just an awful performance out of both teams. Uh, but like I said before, going into Kansas City opening night for the Crankers, you'll take a win any way you can in this league. It's not how you want it. It's probably the grossest one I've gotten in any league. Right? But it is what it is. You, know, you play what's on the schedule. The Crankers needed a W. Um, it was a gross one. Lazard almost did me dirty in overtime uh, against, the, uh, you know, against the Packers, or against the Cowboys, I should say. Uh, but it was the Tours hanging on for a slim victory. Tom Brady um, getting the start with Lamar on by. Uh, it's just an ugly week. And no one really producing for any team. Uh, Diggs with 18 for Ticket. That's probably the highest score on anybody's team was 18. So really sad performance, but we're happy to get wins. We're happy to get wins when we can take them. We don't ask how. Um, we play what's on the schedule. Huge win in Crankerville. Um, Crankers desperately needing a win going to 4-6. and six. RMT moving to 9-1, and one, keeping the run alive. Um, we don't know how we're doing it. Uh, probably don't deserve some of these wins, I'll be honest. Right? But it's fantasy, baby. Uh, and there's no regrets. Uh, we're playing for Jamar Chase right now. He's going to be back soon. Uh, to get that Lamar, Jamar, Javarson, Lamar combo. Uh, and we're excited for the playoffs. We're blessed to be here. Uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, moving into our power rankings here. Um, our week, end of week 10, going into week 11 rankings. Uh, and we're going to start at 10. Uh, we got Big Sam at 10, at 3 and 7, still live with a win over Lebo last week, but needs wins desperately. At number 9, we have Lebo Jungling moving to 3 and 7, still on life alert, uh, even after losing to Big Sam, not dead yet, needs a dub. At number eight, we have Big Ticket, who was eight last week. And we're keeping him at eight. Um, he's still he's still alive. Needs a win this week at four and six. He's right back into it. Um, but if he loses this week, looking rough at four and seven. Uh, cough, the flaccid bums at number seven. Uh, four and six. As I said, a win to five and six uh, would be huge. He has the points for, so he's right there for a playoff spot. Um, you don't want to play Coughlin in the playoffs. Bum bias. It's just the way it is. Tough loss over Holman. Had to move him from 6 to 7 this week. The Kamish coming in at number 6. Uh, moving him from the 4 spot to the 6 spot this week. Uh, bad, rough loss to the tents. Uh, not producing numbers. Uh, needs a rebound, but still at you know still at 5 and 5. Uh, he's at the 5 spot, or he's, he's at the 6 spot in the playoffs. Needs a win next week. At number 5, we have the tents moving up from number 7 to number 5. Um, huge win, most points scored in this league's in this week's action. And uh, Temp bias is back at five and five. Start off start off the season one and four. Um, so the Tents uh, winning their last four out of five games. Um, don't want to mess with that team. At number four, we have Klein uh, moving from number three to number four after the loss to Nato. Had to you know respect the Nato win, moving Nato to number three. So. Nato was five last week, moving to three. Klein was three. Um, Klein was two at one point, but losing his last two weeks, he's at four. Moving Nato to three after breaking his three-game losing streak, uh, five and five. Uh, a lot of points there. He's firmly in the playoffs. And number two, Ethan Holman, the Tatas, moving to 7-3. Um, despite the injuries, problems he might have in the weeks to come, he is 7-3, and three, put up probably – a Put up enough points to outlast most tiebreakers. Uh, huge win against Coffin last week. Holland number two, which leaves RMT 
for the fourth week in a row at the top spot at 9-1. and one. Um, As I said, none of these weeks matter, um, but we're, we are fighting for the, you know, we want that bye week. Uh, bye weeks are huge in this league. Two teams get the byes. Um, you don't want to play anyone in this league. No week, no team is an easy out in the playoffs. It just doesn't matter who you play. Um, but we are where we are. We love it. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, moving me into our Week 11 matchups here. We're going to go right into this here. Uh, and, and, and we're just going to get straight into the juice. A lot of big matchups again. Uh, big Sam taking on the Bums. The Bums always struggling against Big Sam. Um, but I, I, th- I think the Bums get it done this week. Uh, desperately needing a win. Uh, as I said, Big Sam usually having his number. Um, but I like the Bums getting the W next week uh, at home. Uh, especially Big Sam winning last week. Um, getting that win out of the way. I like the Bums' this matchup. Commissioner taking on the Crankers. Huge matchup here. One of the games of the week. Uh, Crankers at 4-6. and six, Commission at 5-5. Five and five. Uh, I, I'm taking the Crankers in this matchup. Uh, you know, I usually wouldn't say that, um, but I think Rebuttal needs a win. He's due for a win. A lot of shipping throw Boyd's way this year on the Rebuttal. Uh, I like I like the Crankers backing up what they started this year in a, a must-win game for the Crankers. Um, I think the Crankers at home get it done. Legals in the tents. Another game here that could be a game of the week. Two five and 5-5 squads. Uh, both needing a win. And I'm just going to have to take the tents here. Tents too hot, too good. Um, need, you know, a six and five record for the tents almost, you know, almost puts them in the playoffs. I feel like, um, so the tents, I feel like at home, the legals, some guys on buys. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, actually not really too many guys on buy for, for, for the legals. I take that back. We're, we're good here, but I think the tents still get it done. Um, in close fashion, uh, take a lot of the home teams this week. Tatas in the, in the Caputos, um, another g- g- God game of the week. Maybe I'm taking the Caputos in this matchup at home, uh, projected 122 this week, uh, against the Tatas. As I said, some injury problems, going to have to figure that out. Um, I think the, Cap- the Caputos get uh, a statement win here at home against the Tatas, uh, moving them to six and five, um, going into week 12, uh, RMT taking on about that action. Six-game win streak on the line for RMT. Um, taking on about that action team that at this point needs to win out. Um, it's tough. A lot of buys next week for RMT. Last bye week for the boys uh, with Jamar Chase already being out. It's looking grim on the, on the, um, on the slate next week. Uh, but we're, we're taking RMT. Why not? Uh, no one believes in them. Everyone's doubting. We're taking the home underdogs. Uh, against about the action team that just just hasn't gotten it done this year. On another two-game losing streak, I think RMT gets it done, uh, keeps the win streak alive. That's all the time we have today on the Real Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, it's gross out there, gross weather, um, but winter is coming, Thanksgiving's coming, Christmas is coming. Uh, I hope all you guys spend time with your friends, family. Uh, I send you guys all love. I appreciate all the listeners on the podcast. We love you all. Uh, Be safe out there. Roads are slick. Uh, Santa Claus is coming. Ho, ho, ho. Riddy's daddy, he's out.